Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff. It's January 14th on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Seems weird to be on a Tuesday, but it's on a Tuesday. It is. It's kind of one of those nights, Dave. I think we were looking forward to coming down and talking about everything. Why we weren't here Sunday night. It was Dave's wedding anniversary. Last night we wanted to watch the national championship game, so we were going to talk about that. Talk about the Astros, talk about Alex Cora, and we'll we'll try to get to all that tonight. If not, we'll be back on Thursday. But there's a huge story that has kind of started at about 3 o'clock this afternoon for me, and I think it's going to impact a lot of you because I think a lot of you like local radio. It's where you found this show. And I saw something on social media earlier this afternoon that had kind of talked about iHeart but it was from a national account, and it wasn't really anything that caught my eye until about 4.30 this afternoon, I got a text message from a friend of ours with connections to iHeart that said, did Barack Obama get revoted <laughs> in? And when I saw that, I was like, uh-oh, and started sniffing around and there is a major, major mass national layoff coming to iHeartMedia. Now, what I found tonight is that if you log on to Extra 1360, if you log on to Kogo, if you log on to KGB, none of those websites have bio pages for any of the shows anymore. So all the shows where you could drop down and you could read about uh, Darren and Marty or the Cannons or the Morning News or DSC. All of those pages are gone as of tonight. Uh, checking around with a couple of friends at iHeart, they literally had no idea. That's amazing. It's shitty. Well, they I, didn't pay it. Well, why is it shitty? Well, I mean, because at least in the past when we were getting blown out, we all had an idea that we were getting blown out. I think a lot of people are going to get hit tomorrow. Yeah, I, I think tomorrow is the day. Look, you have the opportunity to prepare for it and just mentally, financially call Dan Williams, right? Do do everything you have to do. And these guys tonight, when I was like, have you looked at your website? Ah, not recently. I'm like, well, you should. Your fucking page is gone. What? <laughs> uh, I think there are a lot of people tonight, Dave, that, that may not necessarily have a clue what's coming Oh, yeah. Tomorrow. Now, the great thing is... By the way, they have already started firing people throughout the nation. Yeah, including Bromo. Yeah. I mean, it's it's other people have lost their jobs. As, as you said, there's there's major layoffs coming. Whether they, they find out ahead of time. The deal in radio especially is they don't ever want to let you know to the last possible second because they don't want you to get behind a live microphone. Yeah. Stacy Taylor did it one time. They let him do it at KFMB. And everybody just called in and said, KFMB sucks. <laughs> and then uh, and then I think, or, or was it, it may have been at KSDO. He basically got offered a job, but I, I feel like it was at KFMB, and then he got offered a gig. On there? Yeah, from, yeah, I think like Cliff Albert called in yeah. or something and basically offered him a job. Uh, we're, we can say that because Dave and I got fired 10 minutes before our final show at Free FM. Yeah. June 22nd, 07, we knew we were done. 
And my advice to anybody in radio would be shut your goddamn mouth if it happens. Be a pro when you go out. Because for us, the management team at iHeart was listening. They were waiting for us to go scorched earth. We didn't. And because of the way we handled it, we were picked up at iHeart. Very quickly. Yeah. And so uh, that's the way. That's the way to do it, 100%. Everybody wants to say fuck you. Remember that in life. Right. But but I, I think there's a certain expectation that people, especially Patreon, that are paying five bucks a month expect out of this show. So, Dave, I'm going to tell you right now. Let's start going through the shows on Extra. Okay. If you're looking at the cuts that are going to be made, you start in the morning show with Judd and Mike. Who stays? Who goes? Judd stays. Costa's gone. Well. uh, And the reason I say that is not because I like Judd more than Mike, but we know Judd can do a solo show. Yeah, Judd can do a solo show, and it gives Mike more time to go to the French Riviera. Yes. Which tough. <clears throat> Fucking guy's gone 90 weeks a year anyways. I mean, holy shit. Who are we kidding? Yeah. Stern thinks he takes a lot of vacation time. Yeah, right. Goddamn Santa Claus works more than Mike does in a year. <laughs> All right, so Mike's out. Let's go to the midday show. Marty, Darren, and uh, Jim Russell. Jim Russell's gone. Jim Russell's gone. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. I think he's out. Good guy who's going to fucking do a wonderful job at Golden Corral. Realizing that he made a horrible, horrible career mistake. move. Alex Cora is like, dude. <laughs> dude left 97.3, which turned around and kicked your ass. Yeah. And then you lose your job. Uh, again, these this is just speculation. Uh, yeah, but it, yeah, we know it's classless before you write to us. But this is what we do. This is what you expect. Afternoon show. Oh, that's easy. Hartman. Hartman is gone. Hartman's got to be gone. Hartman's gone. My guess is he makes the most amount of money. They're getting killed in the ratings so badly that zero people are listening to that show outside of their family members. Well, I'll tell you what. I reached out to local icon Steve Woods to say what to see what he knew. Oh, oh, I'm just saying on my side of the street. I go, well, I'll tell you one thing, buddy. You better hope John Schaefer doesn't become a free agent. <laughs> Or you're going to be hosting fucking Tuesday Night Trivia at the Mission Valley Marriott. You know what Schaefer gives you? He gives you pre- and post-game shows. Gives you class. But uh, hell, I don't even know the fucking guy. I'm just telling you, he does pre- and post-game shows for the Aztecs. Oh. And Judd does that shit. Oh, that's the shit that's valuable to that station right All now. All of that. You need guys that can step in, do it for the Padres. Hartman's not doing pre- and post-game shows. Yeah. We already got 10 people running for mayor, Woods. Save your bullshit. <laughs> uh... Uh, the only guy I can think of left, Ernie Martinez. Let's be honest. They've been trying to push Ernie out for a long time. He just doesn't have a clue. He doesn't realize his card never fucking works when he tries to get in the building. He has to call on his cell phone to let me in. Ernie is uh, Drew Pomeranz. Yeah. Honestly, God, Ernie is the most disrespected guy in the building. Yeah, across the board. Yeah. That's why but, he stays. They're but, like, we need a bitch. <laughs> we, we, poor Ernie. Yeah. Honest to God. Nicest guy you're going to meet. Yeah. At the same time. They have literally treated him so shitty. It's like when you break up with a girlfriend. Yeah. You want her to break up with you because you don't yeah. have the balls to do it. So you start acting like an asshole. That, yeah. was, that was my move. And yeah. then <laughs> Ernie's that guy. They're, they treat him so poorly. They're saying, when the hell is this fucker going to yeah. quit? They've been trying to get rid of Ernie since 2014. Yeah, but he he's Teflon. I think Ernie stays. Maybe you think Ernie, he's out? I think Ernie's gone. All right. So uh, what are you going to buy? A gumball machine with his salary? I mean, fuck. Yeah. He doesn't well, make fu- anything. Well, they fired Bromo. Yeah. That's what I said. I go, well, that's great. 
we can restock the fucking honey mustard in the fridge. <laughs> and you break a really fucking good dude's heart in Bromo. Good for you. All right, let's move to 94.1. Mornings, Jesse Lozano and... Uh, 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 well, they're gone because we can't remember who the fuck that gone. is. See ya. Yeah. Joe Hayes? Joe Hayes is safe. All right, that's good. Joe uh, Hayes does 8 million things for iHeart. Uh, my man and... Look, this is an interesting one. Yeah. My friend Cabana Boy Jeff, because if he doesn't make it, Craig Elston may want to sign him to the Sockers. <laughs> my what, man Cabana Boy Jeff what, make it. What's his time slot? He's a filling guy. Oh, he's gone. But he's promotions. Oh, he's gone. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say <laughs> like five minutes ago? This sucks. This now sucks. all of a sudden. Goodbye. <laughs> Jesus. Clinton Cohen, KGB. Oh, Clint's. Oh, oh, that's a good one. I say Clint stays. Co's gone. I think they're both gone. Yeah. Nice people finish last. Uh, and, and they'll they'll probably whack uh, Ruthie from Dave Shelley and Chainsaw just because when they pulled this shit in 09, <laughs> she lost her shit. Yeah. Now, listen, a lot of you may listen to this and go, wow, I can't believe I'm listening you understand how many times Dave and I got fucked in this deal? All the time. All the time. And I guarantee you, any of the names I'm mentioning right now said, oh, we feel so sorry for you guys. And as soon as they <laughs> popped the champagne to bring that dickhead Hardwick in, yeah. oh, they were jumping up and down. We can't wait to get more Charger talk. How'd that work? Now fucking uh, uh, goddamn Jim Russell's probably going to lose his job. Yeah. How about that? Poor Jimmy. Chris Merrill at night on Kogo? I thought he was already gone. Yeah, might as well be <laughs> fucked. Goodbye! Uh, who the fuck? Gina the Latina's not going anywhere. Uh, unfortunately. What do you mean by that? Dude, she, she's getting married. Do they know what she's like in the morning? Because I've talked to her eight million times, and she's never been nice. Who would you rather? Marty's like Dick Van Dyke compared to her. <laughs> Who would you rather be next to on a bus tour, Gina the Latina or your other friend, Marty Caswell? Oh, God, that's a good question. Uh, that's terrible. Well, let's Phil gone. Okay, here you go. That's a great one. Probably Marty. You know why? Because Marty what? won't talk. She's just taking up space. Gina's going to sit there with snide remarks and be an ass. Gina can never say anything nice, ever. Really? Yes, Ever. I think this Which is really funny because when I before I even met her, I thought her personality on the radio, she was good at what she did and all that stuff. Yeah. And I go, she'll be great to work with. No, she wasn't great to work with. So, Dave, what does this say about me that in... You never left the goddamn studio to run into people in the hallway. <laughs> you never had to take a piss. That's what it comes down to. By the way, I told my kids that story about you the other day and they Which found one? it hysterical. Which one? We'll share it in a second. Oh, great. <laughs> Can't wait. I literally never had any fucking interest in saying hi to her, and I don't think I ever really said hi to Marty. Okay, here's and the I don't deal. have anything against him. No, but here's the deal. I didn't give Ma a fuck what any of those people thought. Okay, here, let me ask you this question. Kramer this, this, was a nice dude. Kramer's fine. Kramer actually would talk a goddamn gear off Kramer's in the bathroom. Kramer's a nice dude. He was, but he's like, yeah. dude, let's not talk in the bathroom. Um, here's how I do things. <laughs> let's say somebody walks past you at work, okay? Yeah. In the hallway, just you yeah. and them. Uh-huh. And you don't know them real well. Do you at least throw a smile their way? No, I don't give a shit. You don't. See, I, every person I go, good morning, how you doing? 
Yeah, why? They're better than Because pocket. I just just happened to do it. I don't know. It just just the way I was they, raised. They should be much more interested in talking to you than you should ever be an interested in talking to them. I literally the fuck. I literally would try and be as nice as I could. And I would go, Good morning, how you doing? That Every time wasted or, time. And if I don't know somebody, yeah. I would just smile towards them. I wouldn't even do that. I I had to do everything in my power. To hold back from doing the Napoleon Dynamite move of just shoving them into the wall. That's the best. Yeah. And that was for the guys. Yeah. And for the women, just call all of them Laura. Like they're Laura Kay. <laughs> hey, Laura, how's that show, Graham? That's it. Like she's Wrong still show. doing the show. Who gives a who, shit? Who gives a fuck? Anybody. Marty, Gina. I like that. Shelly Wade. If I ever go Shelly back Wade to that, was pretty fucking cool. I wish you would have told me that line before. I think that's a great line. Yeah. Hey, how's the showgram, Laura? <laughs> Keep walking. That is a great fucking. Why didn't you tell me this years ago? And just put your hand yeah. up like, ah, I'm not even acknowledging you. I'm not even listening to your response. Yeah. Guess what your show made? Guess the impact your show yeah. made on me? Just like fucking Mike Dick said. Zero, buddy. <laughs> just like your IQ. I, I love it. I love uh, that movie. I think Damn Cole. It. Yeah, I think Cole. I think uh, I think Clint. They're all super great people. Cole yeah. and Clint are great. I'll also tell you this. I think I like Colin Coward. I'm about 0 for 10 in picking football <laughs> games. So I really hope I'm the same thing right now. Nothing could be better news for you than if yeah. I have you on my. Uh, what was that movie? Sophie's List. Sophie's Choice. Sophie's Choice. That's what we're doing right here. <laughs> that is what we're doing. <laughs> I, I can't tell you anybody on 95.7. So none of them can be making enough money to make an impact. Pablo. Do I know him? He was the morning guy. Now he's the afternoon guy. That's all I know. I'm friends with him on Facebook. Well, I wish him well. Yeah. Wish him the best. Uh, AJ doesn't work there anymore. He's at the intercom building. Is that right? Yeah, what about fucking Loz <laughs> what did we say about Lozano? You said he stay well, we said he stays and his partner's gone because we didn't know who his partner was. Yeah. Isn't he the uh, doesn't doesn't he also do LA? Does Kiss also? Yeah. Okay, he's fine. Yeah, he's versatile. Um we covered Oh Who you got? Who are you missing? We're missing fucking Rock 105.3. Oh, there you go. Who gets hit from the show? God, man, that's crazy. Um Ah, fuck Thor. They better not fuck with it's Thor. It's going to be Thor because we like Thor the most. Nobody else can run that board. Yeah. He runs the board for that show. Wow. You're going to bring Ernie over there and trust him on the board? Oh, fuck no. Ernie can't start his car. <laughs> That's not going to be Ernie. Fuck. Yeah. How many of those guys, as soon as they can, walk immediately across the street over the intercom building? <laughs> they can keep walking. They <laughs> have... <laughs> Hey, it's Co. Want to buzz me in? <laughs> no. <laughs> they should all go work at Daryl's fucking uh, House of Ladies in Palm Desert. Like, I, I don't. None of them gave a fuck when we got blown out. I never want to see anybody get blown out. No, never. Do you have any regrets about doing this last five minutes? No, not at all. Why would I? I didn't, I'm not wishing for anybody to be fired. I'm just guessing. No, but this is what this is the kind of show we we do. Yeah. We play the game. We all know people are about to lose their jobs. If we're wrong, great. I hope I'm wrong across the board. Yeah, if we're if we're right, like we told you so. But I was thinking about tonight where you go fuck. 
Yeah, no, I don't have a... Uh, Look, radio's a shitty business, all right? It is. It's a lot of fun when you're doing it, when you get blown out in days like these guys are about to experience or whoever is across the country. It's its worst. I was, yeah. And, and hey, look, I was never an, never a drug user, heroin addict, but I imagine, I would say radio is, the if you're into it the way Jeff and I are, it's the best drug. When you're doing right. it, life is great. When you aren't doing it, you, you don't know what you're going to do next. You're kind of in a fog. You don't know what's yeah. going to happen. It's not like going out and finding another sales job. We have a skill. Right. It's not that or easy to do. Bartending. And nothing's more frustrating, and this goes for the people that will lose their jobs and have done it before or people have gotten out of radio in the past realizing that, you know what, there's just no stability, is listening to the radio and go, I'm better than that fucking guy. Yeah. That that gets frustrating, is listening and going, this guy can't get out of fucking sentence. But I'm you, better than that guy. But I'll tell you when it's great. Funny, I was uh, sending messages back with Sean Salisbury yesterday. Yeah. Who's in Houston. And on a day like yesterday in Houston, when you've got the Texans getting beat, and you've got the A.J. Hinch. You're like, God damn, I could sit here till midnight tonight. Everything's going on. Can do the whole show. But then you got to have those shows like the day that Jace Tingler's hired. And you got to act like you're fucking interested in that shit. And you just get to a certain point. Like for me, Dave, I just feel like you're at a certain point where you go, fuck, man, let somebody else do it now. Yeah. Let, let them do it. I don't have any bitterness towards any of those guys. No, I'm with you on that. I listen in. Tune into different shit. I got a kick out of Daniel Jeremiah today talking about uh, what his scouting report was for Derrick Henry. That was on with Darren. Um, I always go over because they moved Mason in Ireland, but I, I checked in, and, and I do, man, legit. I do not have any axe to grind. I hated the management teams. I hated the management team at 1090, Mike Shepard, and Brian Long's a complete douche. But as far as Judd, Mike, Steve... All our Rich, friends. Darren, Marty. God damn, man. Like, all kidding aside, I sincerely wish for the best for them. Co, Clint, all of them. It's a miserable fucking night tonight for all of them. And uh, and I just... San Diego in the past has skated through. But from what I was told tonight is that there's a feeling that programming's going to get hit hard. Yeah. Now, but maybe Brian Long gets blown out. And fuck, that'd be the biggest improvement to that place. <laughs> Guy's the most miserable fucking backstabbing piece of shit that I've ever worked for. Made our life fucking miserable. I have no problem with that. You know, I know guys get their feelings hurt. Pussies get their feelings hurt when I rip Mike Shepard. Hey, fuck you. You don't know what the fuck it was like, man. I had a fucking mortgage and two five-year-old boys. Mike Shepard fucked up our show. He's a dick. And if you don't like it, go fuck your fist. You know, and Brian Long's another fucking dipshit. Brian's going to keep his job, though. He runs two He's stations. He's a dickhead. They're, they're going to pay him to run the Kogo and run extra. Into the ground? Because he's, he's doing do a great job of both of that. He's doing pretty good. Evil Knievel's like, dude, <laughs> every now and then, stick a fucking landing. But, uh, yeah, that's the story. So all the websites have been... Wipe clean. I do like, though, that guys... They have been. I just I was going on while you were talking. Well, I, I looked at all of them. No, I'm I'd just already done you. the research. Okay, well, okay. I'm just telling you. I, when I was trying to look up who co-hosts with Jesse, guess what? It's not listed. No. Uh, this reminds me of when I worked for a company called Homecomings Financial. Yeah. And you and I went to Free FM. Yeah. And a lot of our buddies supported that show from Homecomings, and they were concerned that they were getting blown out. 
So in my final exit meeting, I met with the HR guy, and he goes, so uh, what's the vibe on the floor? And I go, well, I'll be honest with you. I'm leaving. Uh, a lot of people think they're in trouble, that their job's going away. <laughs> hey, look, I'm sorry they feel that way, but in this department, we would be the first to know I think everybody's going to be okay. Guess what? Ten days later, that fuckface was yeah. the first guy blown out. That is crazy, isn't it? So any When you, an HR person gets blown out, it's really weird. Yeah, I'll tell you another thing. For all you salespeople, you're fucking on shaky ground, too. So walk around with your fancy suit that you got at Men's Warehouse on sale. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. I don't hear Darren doing any fucking ad-libs. I hear Mike telling me the same fucking tobacco shop that he was doing for 15 fucking years. None of you dickheads are working, so you may be gone. You're absolutely right. Right? Fuck, man. I blow out that whole fucking sales I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Fuck, man. There are a lot of guys not doing ad-libs. Right. I kind of remember that at last. Other than Nick. Yeah, except, uh, yeah, I think the the only one I can hear that I heard, and I haven't listened to Darren in a while, but the only one I remember from Darren is one that he brought over from 1090. Yeah, I heard it's him like doing It's like a, a mortgage thing, Gary right? Cooper. Gary Cooper, okay. Yeah. And then, uh, you're right, Costa's doing a cigar one. Yeah. And then, I, I don't know another one. No. That's so, not a good sign at all. Glad, again, Dave, but that's here's why the, I made the point. Yeah, hell, you're right. I, I mean, you know what? It's... Here's the deal. Just like we've talked about before, radio is on such a decline across the country. Yeah. And when you look at iHeart and they bought the, the they bought from the old owners when it was yep. Clear Channel and everything else, and we all know about the $22 billion deficit, and we all know about the, the bankruptcy filing, and then yeah. they got rid of it. It's a huge building. They cut that building down to one floor. They're going, fuck, man. They're, they're dying across the country. But the the bad thing is, and look, this could still happen in San Diego, but it is going to be bad across the country, as Dave mentioned. And the feeling is San Diego is going to get hit like everybody's going to get hit. But what really sucks for the guys at Extra is there had been a vibe that they may be able to somehow, some way end up on that 760 signal. Yeah, And that still may happen. But for all the guys that have grinded, and I look at Steve and Mike and Judd really as the three, those three guys have been buried on that horseshit 1360 signal forever. Yeah. And I would be really, really interested to see how Steve could do on 760. Would it make an impact? Would Judd and Mike give Ben and Steve a run if they were there on there, right? Darren, I haven't seen a recent one, but he's been losing to coach. Well, what happens when Darren has a 50,000-watt signal yeah. behind him, right? You're right. Darren shows much better than coaches show. Yes. And so you look at that and you go, God, this would really be – I would like that. I'd like to watch that as an observer. How do they do? 97.3 may just separate themselves with Padre season coming up. But maybe extra closes the gap. I think it would be good, and I'm just not sure. I hope all those dudes sincerely get that opportunity. I just don't know that it'll happen. You know, the one thing about about Hartman, Hartman is, you know, I, we we all know his game. He's a broadcaster. He's a, sure. he, he's he's really good, honestly, at what he does. He wouldn't have the national show if he didn't, which True. he does on the weekends. He does TV in L.A. on the weekends as well, but. The guy works seven days a week, has done it for over 20 years. Unbelievable. I mean, really, it's it's crazy. <clears throat> Here's the, as you said, he's been in a bad situation on a bad station. 
when I listen to some of the LA stations, because I kind of do what you do, I do the 570s, I do the 710s, the um, Hartman is good enough to be on 570. Like, you know oh, what I mean? He, he, he doesn't belong he be. here. When we say that, hey, you'd be the first one gone, not because Steve sucks. No. I mean it because Steve is basically stuck when people just get tired of trying to hear him. Right. I'd like to hear Steve. I'm trying to think, though, of somebody in LA that could kind of. That could kind of hang with Steve and would be kind of... I tell you what, I think Hartman's better than Fred Rogan. Oh, yeah. But Steve and Rodney Pete isn't going to be any... Steve needs a guy that can run with him. Like Chet ran with him, like Billy ran with him, right? I mean, those guys... Yeah, at the same time, sports radio has changed so much. It's just different. No, I got you, but it's, it's still entertainment. You know, today I flipped over to... Um, I listened to Colin Coward at 9... But yeah. then I flipped over right away to Rome, just because I haven't heard Rome wanted to say. I'm not, I'm not yeah. a Rome fan. I haven't been a Rome fan for years. Rome's show was still 1995. Right. It was, here's the phone number, call in. Yeah. Call in it, and these normal national talk shows, they don't do the callers anymore. Nope. They know the callers can kill the show. Rome's is, is still trying to do old school radio where it's proven it's not working. I mean, the guy's like a getting 0.0. But I will say this. I had Dan on yesterday. Calls can work if you screen them correctly. You you have to screen them and kind of get them ready to go because yeah. Pete and Point Loma is really, really funny on the radio. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed the, a lot of the calls. Vera yeah, but you, is not you, great on the no, radio. No, but you made Vera great. You used to not want to take her as much as I would try and get you to take her because people would hang around just to hear you tell her to beat it. Get the fuck out that of was, here. That was, basic, it was, that, it was funny as shit. But then guys like Kevin and LaMesa just run you into the fucking ground. It's too boring. But if you find the, the entertaining guys that are just good and are not. Yeah. Problem was, I think, too, what I always felt like with Rome and the callers was these guys started to write everything down. And it became scripted. And then it was just. They were trying to out Rome Rome. But he loved it, which was yeah. awful for me as a listener. I fucking yeah. hated people trying to be Rome. There's a handful of guys, and Pete's one of those guys that could just go off the cuff and was incredibly funny and yeah. passionate and emotional. Uh, driving up yesterday, I had uh, I had Dan on, and he had a couple of guys that called in that were really good, really good, yeah. like made good points, guys from L.A., upset about what happened with the Astros and the impact on the Dodgers and just, I felt like made two or three good points where I think you and I have talked about this a lot, but even I listened to it, I go, shit, that's a really interesting angle yeah. that this guy took because I'm sorry, no matter who you are, you're not the, the end all know it all on every topic. Yep. And so guys from L.A. had opinions on Ed Orgeron. And as a USC fan, Dave, you're feeling it today. I'm feeling it today. You watch what LSU did, and you realize how much Ed Orgeron wanted that USC job. Yep. And Pat Hayden ran him out, and it's incredibly frustrating. Well, he ran him out because the alumni told him to. Uh, that's not true. There was a guy today, uh, the guy who owns... The biggest billboard company in Los Angeles, uh, I want to say his name is Jeff Kennedy. I may have his name wrong. Jeff Kennedy was a huge booster for USC. Yeah. And Jeff Kennedy got to be close friends with Ed Orgeron because he donated a ton of money to the program. 
And he said today in the LA Times <clears throat> that when that happened, Orgeron came to him directly and said, we're going to pay you back. We're going to pay you back by winning. And they struck up a huge friendship. And this huge booster, one of the biggest boosters for USC, told the LA Times that Pat Hayden promised him that if Lane Kiffin was out, that Ed Orgeron would get a, a fair shot. And it didn't happen. And when Sarkeesian was out, he said Ed will get a fair shot, and he didn't. And this guy has yanked his money from USC, no longer communicates, and yesterday was in um, a booth with Ed's mom. But this was one of the top boosters to USC that owns Shit, we would know it when you drive around. I can't think of the name of the company. But, you know, when you drive Dave the 405, yeah. all the billboards, it's one company. It's that guy who owns it. And he's been one of the biggest boosters to USC for 50 years. It, no, it was Pat Hayden. Because that's uh, according to, when I mean, let me, Pat Hayden told him this, but when you listen to Ed talk yesterday, they don't like the way I talk. They don't like Pat the way Hayden I, didn't like it. The way I looked, and they don't like my hair. Uh, Pat Hayden, they said 100%, did not feel like he fit the USC image. And they yeah. said it came right back to him. 100%. He did not, but he won, and the players loved him. Players loved him. Yep. And if you remember back when, when Pete Carroll took that job over for USC, Pete himself said, we have guys on this staff that can recruit, but at the end of the day, on recruiting day, it's incredible to watch Lane Kiffin against uh, Ed Orgeron trying to close. And they were the two biggest. Yeah. And I, I had said, Hell, dude, uh, Ed got the kid in the blind side. Yes. I had somebody say to me today, oh, I don't know that Ed's style works here. That's the dumbest statement ever. Winners win. Yeah. And you know what? One thing about Ed, he was smart enough to uh, hire a great coaching staff. Right. I mean, he did. He hired a great coaching staff. And he said, yeah. he goes, I'm doing the same things now I did at Ole Miss. Yeah. And he gets the guys. Ed fucking wins. And how about this? Jimmy Johnson today on Dan Patrick, Ed Orgeron started coaching under Jimmy. Yeah. And he loved him. No, man, anybody who dealt with him loved him. And those players and the staff and everything else, oh, there'll be a bunch of bullshit excuses that come out um, from, from. Yeah. Jesus. You want me to turn the TV off? I'm really kidding. Just trying to make you laugh. Sorry. Well, the TV didn't make me laugh. You made me laugh. <laughs> but there'll be a bunch of fucking excuses yeah. from USC people. Acting like just going down and winning at LSU is like winning five in a row for fucking Hawaii. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> fucking guy's legit. He's no, great. For, good, and deserves good for him. How about that game last night? I tell you what, it was. I was rooting for LSU. I'm so a, was I. I. Okay, I'm an, also, I like, I like Ed. A couple things. Dabo wore me out with the uh, underdog bullshit. Enough, oh, dude. You were on pace to win three of the last four championships. Yeah, you've won 25 straight. Yeah, yeah stop with the goddamn underdog bullshit. Um, actually, I think it was like, close to 30 straight, wasn't it? It was. It I was think a, they were going. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But so, I know uh, Lawrence was going for, what, yeah. 26 straight Lawrence win? only had one loss in his life. His whole life. Yeah. Not even just college football, he's, where he had zero. But one loss his entire life. Um. So, so I was rooting for the SEC. I was rooting for LSU. I was rooting for Ed. I was so yeah. many things I liked. I, 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 I like Joe Burrow. I like Joe Burrow. And then you saw today Joe Brady took off for Carolina. Yep. 
So LSU, as, as far as what they did, they aren't expected to do the same thing next year, but that's the kind of thing where he obviously pulls a recruiting class together. And that's mm -hmm. where Saban has gotten rich for years, stealing guys out of Louisiana, mm -hmm. and LSU's hoping that they're able to start holding on to these guys in the future. But it's uh, it, it was it was a great game. Really it was fun, fun to watch. I mean, you're looking at the first pick of this year's draft and next year's first pick in, in Lawrence. And uh, it was it was exciting as hell to watch. The, the score wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be, but overall, everything I wanted to happen last night happened. Yeah, I I enjoyed it a lot. I will say this: Sean McDonough was awful yeah. on ESPN Radio. Constantly kept talking when the referees trying to make announcements. Wow! And you're like, with all the talent that ESPN has, they had to settle for Sean McDonough. He was awful. Blackledge was fine. I thought the guy they had in the booth as the referee was outstanding who explained a bunch of things and was ahead of it with the ejection and everything else. But I didn't, Dave, I didn't have an ax to grind really with Clemson. I know you're not a big fan of that entire program, but I like Dabo's story. I think Dabo's a cool story. Yeah. And I like Trevor yeah. Lawrence too. Like he's, he's been a fun guy to watch. So I, I enjoyed it. But at the end, uh, I thought LSU was really, really great. And did you see that video that made it today of Ed walking in and the band was playing and he's doing the fist bump yeah. and he's in his suit? Like, dude, it just, we started cheering for USC yeah. when we were at KFMB and they were going to hire Mike Riley and they were going to hire 19 different guys for yeah. that fucking job. And eventually Pete got it. And Dave and I had to do pre and post game shows on that team talking to Sultan McCullough. Yeah, that's right. And everybody else and Pete would come on and I had never really cheered for a big time program. And you and I started, I don't know how yeah, long right. you had cheered for it. No, I started cheering for USC around then. And you and I both did. And we started just because every week we were doing it. They'd give us tickets to go up there and it was really, really enjoyable to be there. And then as you were watching and recruiting classes were going, everything that was happening with Leinert and Palmer and, uh, fucking Reggie Bush and all these guys, you're excited, then you're down, yeah. the whole deal. Man, Ed Orgeron was one of the really cool characters for that team. And yeah, I just, I remember he went six and two, but he lost to Notre Dame and he lost to UCLA. And yeah. Pat Hayden fucked him and fucked the program up forever. The players begged him to stay. Begged right. the, the school to let him stay. So yeah, he was just kind of a guy where you look at it and it's got to be, I don't know. I wonder what Browns fans feel like watching Bill Belichick coach the Patriots, right? How about Bill Belichick told Jerry Jones before he had the Patriots job, hey, just to let you know, if there's ever an opening, I'm interested in being your coach of the Dallas Cowboys. How about that shit? Jerry Jones says, he goes, I think about that shit every day. Yeah. He goes, the guy came to me after he got fired from the Browns and said, fuck, I want to coach the Cowboys. Yeah, or Sandy Alderson thinking that paying Boach is a million dollars a year too much, yep. so we're going to basically fire him. Yep. And then watching Boach go and win three World Series championships with the Giants. On the topic of the Giants, did you see what Tim Flannery wrote today? No, I didn't see it. So Tim Flannery, as you know, has three World Series rings, right? Yep. Played in uh, another, coached in another with the pods. Tim Flannery wrote an amazing kind of blog today on Instagram and he said what happened with the Astros happens with every team in baseball and he said I had every third base coach in baseball on film and I watched that film every night 
in an effort to figure out what your signals were and what you were doing. Yeah. And he said, I knew every one of you had me on film every night. And he said, it was a cat and mouse game. And if I wasn't good enough to win by changing it up and confusing you, then I didn't deserve to be the third base coach of the Giants. Yeah. And I found that fascinating because, look, I, I'm glad that A.J. Hinch got fired and Jeff Luno got fired. Alex Cora gets fired tonight. But what you're watching is you're seeing a lot of guys, as Flannery points out in this blog, that are reporters or announcers and not necessarily guys that have been between the lines. And as far as Flann said, it's my job to be better that you can bang that fucking trash can all night. I got to be better than that. But they weren't stealing him from the third base coach. No, I know. But he's saying even as a catcher, change your signs up. So they're not able to determine what you're throwing. Yeah, here's the deal. You don't expect that the team is going to sit there and put a video camera just on you during oh, the game. I agree 100%, but okay. I'm telling you what what a guy it's, with three it, World it, Series rings yeah. tonight, does that mean Flan's a fucking snake? No, no. Here's Everyone knows in baseball that, look, if you want to go ahead and try and steal signs, okay? Uh -huh. and, and in high school, they do the same thing. Always. Okay, so for me, every single game, I might keep the signs pretty much the same unless it's a steal yeah. sign, something that they actually care about. But I'm always changing the indicator. Always. Right. And sometimes I'll change it during the game. Hey, guys, from now on, the indicator's this. Or from now on, the steal sign's this. When I give signs to my catcher from who, when I'm calling pitches, mm -hmm. I, I can give them on my face. I can give them through my, my arm. I can give them just by if my right foot's yeah. in front or my left foot's in front. and Because nobody looks at the feet, right? Right. So I'll sit there and say, okay, look, if, if it's this, this, or if it's the left side of my body, it's on. Right side of my body, it's off. Whatever. People, everybody does it that way. But to set up a camera right there straight on the catcher it couldn't be more of no of they a were benefit. just pulling the uh yeah. they were just I, I pulling the replay feed yeah and, with a monitor yeah that picture tonight right on social media yeah where altuve's running up the steps and the guy's hiding the monitor is unbelievable it is crazy man okay but let me ask you this yes let's just play this game for a second okay. let me take flan's side on this for a minute okay like I said, I think the Astros were incredible, snarky, and arrogant in everything they did. So, and they've always been an asshole organization. Remember right. they did and that, that girl? And that's what Rob Manfred said. Rob Manfred pointed out, I told everybody, don't do this shit, and they kept doing it, and that's why they're out. But here's my question. Your guy, Dave Roberts, across yeah. the fucking diamond yeah. in Houston, who the fuck's the first baseman on that team? For the Dodgers at the time? Yeah. Oh, man. In that World Series, was it Bellinger? Probably. Okay, yeah. Let's say it's Bellinger. Okay. You're not fucking hearing the trash can getting fucking hit every fucking pitch? Yeah, but I don't know if you know where it's coming from. For all you know, <clears throat> what I mean is you might think it's someone in the crowd trying to, you know, like a cowboy. Okay, but I'm saying, Dave, if you're the manager, if you're yeah. Dave Roberts and Cody Bellinger, I'm just asking the question. Because all of a sudden, everybody today is just beating the fuck well, up. The, well, the Astros dugout's on the third base side. Oh, okay. okay. Then, sorry. So, 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 so let's change Justin it around. Turner. Justin Turner, fine. Even, even more so, a veteran guy. You're not saying, hang on a second. Every time this fucking pitch is going. But he doesn't know. He, when you're a corner player, you have no idea what pitch is coming. No, I got it. But I'm just saying. I'm hearing fucking bang, bang, bang. Yeah. 
and then I'm not hearing anything, and then I'm hearing bang, bang, bang. You're not going back going, hey, what the fuck was the pitch sequence right you there? You know what? I, I, I don't know. You're, th- what I always say, and, and it's... I'm not again, ripping the Dodgers. No, 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 this no. But, not anything. But I'll say, I'll, I'll say this, and I'm curious to know if any pro players feel the same way. You ever, you ever see the movie For the Love of the Game? Yes. Where you know, it does the whole clear the mechanism, and he yeah. doesn't hear anything? Yes. Honest, when the more I've been around baseball, like on a field, as a player, I knew everything that was going on in the crowd. Okay. As a coach now, I never hear anything goes on in the crowd. It is completely silent to me. People always said, "Didn't you hear that parent going off?" Well, Didn't Altuve hear heard it. And well, because you know what, you know what to listen for. I'm just yeah. saying, if you're Justin Turner, you're just focused. Is that guy going to hit a rocket at me? Where are but they setting me up defensively? But you're doing it every fucking pitch. And so I, I, every off-speed pitch. Right. Yes. Which is a lot. You're beating yeah. the fuck out of you, Darvish. I under, yeah, I, under, I understand. I, I can't tell you what, what they hear or what they, they know. I will give you this. I thought this was very interesting because somebody looked it up. In the postseason for the Astros in 2017, yeah. Altuve yeah. at home, his batting average was 472. Yeah. What was he on the road? 143. So how the fuck do they win okay. game uh, seven it, in L.A.? It, it, well, they, they won game seven. I mean, straight out, they just yeah. won game seven. Uh, his on-base percentage was 513, 268 on the road. Right. Okay. I mean, crazy. You know, he had 12 runs knocked in at home. He had two knocked in on the road. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't even a good player. Yeah. But he was the MVP. You know, so, he was the MVP in 2017. He's That's the kind of thing that put him on the map. Here, Here's my idea <clears throat> as far as obviously sports go is if a sport is predetermined, uh-huh. then you aren't going to watch it. It's like, and, and, and I, right. you throw wrestling in there. Wrestling, we do it for the entertainment. We sure. all know what the game is. Storyline. Storyline. The fun part is the talking before, all yeah. the bullshit that goes into it. Right. Well, this is, obviously, you're talking about 25 guys on each team. You're talking about coaches. You're talking about so many guys like your friend that works for the Nationals that people yeah. don't even know his name. His livelihood is on this to get yeah. the right players, to put this together. So many people are involved in an organization to find the right guys to get to that moment. So if you sit there and say, basically, it's predetermined to be like playing, we'll say that we'll say it's playing the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And if the Steelers knew every single play you were about to run against yeah. them, you aren't going to gain any yards. And so whether it's it's it just happens to be the Dodgers. I know it doesn't sound great, but look, Kershaw dominated the Astros in game one. Yeah. In game five, he had a four nothing lead and was rolling. All of a sudden, they end up with 26 hits in that game. Well, I thought, too. And look. There yeah. are clips all over today of A.J. Hinch being questioned about whistling and everything yeah. else. So, obviously, somebody said something. I thought Major League Baseball had – now, it may just be a retired sheriff, but didn't it feel like Major League Baseball used to have a guy positioned at the now end they of the do. bench? Now they do. Last year was the first year they have had somebody in the video room. In the, yeah. and, and, and basically, Rob Manfred knew in 2017 when he warned the Red Sox and the Astros. Well, that's why I was saying management will pay the price, not the players. But it, it, you can go back to so many different things where Aaron Judge, you saw he took his tweet down today. Yeah. And I thought it was fantastic. Oh, yeah. He cost him an MVP in 2017. Sure. Cost him millions of dollars. Cost sure. him endorsements, everything else that goes with it. And and Major League Baseball can, can do whatever. There are a couple of things in Major League Baseball where you go, hey, guess what? When Andres Galarraga got ripped off on that, that perfect game, Yeah, they could have fixed it. Yeah. You know, we all no, saw not what Andres Galarraga. It was uh, Andres Galarraga is the big yeah, cat. The, I thought they had the same guy dang name. Who am I thinking of no, for the Tigers? It's, uh, yeah, I know the guy you mean. Okay, uh, I got to look it Josh up. Josh Rosenberg said he was going to puke on the air. <laughs> <extra>. <laughs> is that what he said? Yeah. Uh, uh, 
I'll have to find out in one second. Yeah. People are screaming right now at us. Yeah. What is it? Andres. But Armando. Armando. Yeah. Armando. So, uh, so what? What? <laughs> so, so he loses the perfect game. They could have fixed yeah. it the next day for the record books. It was the right thing to fucking do. Yeah. When Ryan Braun fucking said, hey, I never juiced, never did mm-hmm. anything. And then he wins the MVP over Matt Kemp. You could have given it to Matt Kemp. He said, we're yeah. taking it away. You could have easily taken the a Tuve MVP award and said, guess what? That goes back to Aaron Judge now. Yeah, they should have. You know? Yeah, I mean, I- a couple things you could have done. I'm not saying you give the World Series to the Dodgers. But what I would do is I would say you fucking lose it. Because guess what happens by you being World Series champs? Number one, you can't wear your ring out ever. Nope. Ever. You cannot wear your Astros World Series championship ring and have people look at it and go, that is awesome. Man, that is cool. Can I get a picture with that? Yeah. They're looking at it like, dude, you stole that shit. Well, I love what was suggested on Dan's show. What was that? They should have put a fucking asterisk by it. But they do that all the time with records. No, but they, they haven't done it with a World Series champion. It, it Take it away. They took away USC's championships when what? Reggie Bush got busted for fucking yeah. living out of Spring Valley. A few fucking shitty Dodger team could have won at home when... Uh, goddamn El Tuve, the MVP's hitting a buck 70. God dang Why it. Why don't you look in the mirror? Dodgers should have won that series in five. Fucking Shit. bullshit. Well, I'll tell <laughs> no. you this. But uh, Okay, so so a couple guys I want to ask you about. Uh-huh. Before we get to Cora, Carlos yeah. Beltran. They said they weren't going to punish any shit? players. That guy was dirty as fuck. Yeah, I got Manfred's point that it it's hard to determine the level that each player was in. And that nobody would have talked, by the way, in the investigation if the players were going to get hit. Yeah. So they needed to give them something. Yeah. And when you look at it today, I had a, a guy from the Padres organization tell me, we were talking about it yesterday, Preller got 30 days. Yeah. For the medical. Yeah. That was a pretty bad thing. It's a pretty bad thing. Yep. Whatever the level was that they knew or didn't know or thought they knew or whatever, at the end, baseball determined he got 30 days. Lunau and Hinch got a year. I mean, they came down. Five million. Yeah. Right? You look at it, you go reserve catcher. The draft picks to me was huge. I don't care where you draft. Losing your first and your second for two yeah. years, that was pretty big. Uh, and then we'll see what happens with Alex Cora. And people were saying, what if the Astros pull this move? They go ahead and they sign a free agent, and they were going to lose those picks anyway. It's still, they can't avoid it. Yeah. They're, 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 they're yeah. still going to have to pay the price. Yeah, they're going to get it. But it reminds me, Dave, this it brought back all these memories. At San Diego, I played with a kid named Greg Brady. Yeah. And Greg left his playbook out. And a guy from Torrey Pines stole it. And Greg, we were going to let the Torrey Pines guy have it. But then Greg and his brother Peter said, you know what? We're going to do the right thing. And they called the kid from Torrey Pines, uh, Joe Quintero, and said, hey, you know what? That playbook that we designed, it's a fake. Because apparently this guy from Torrey had a thing in for Greg's sister, Marsha, who was kind of hot, yeah. not bad. What is Quintero being a dumb fuck? Was like, hey, fuck off, Greg. Eat shit. <laughs> well, guess what? Like San Diego always did. They ran Torrey Pines right off the field. Yeah. And Greg and Peter, their dad, Mike. Yeah. Great architect in town. Built uh, downtown Omni. Yeah. And built uh, Bob Stahl Chevrolet. <laughs> <laughs> they did the right thing, man. Yeah. And Torrey Pines... They might as well be the Astros of North County at the fucking Palomar League. They're a bunch of snake in the grasses, too. But I just I couldn't help but think back to the Bradys 
and how, yeah, for a second they set him up, but they knew the error of the ways because that's how we roll at San yeah. Diego. And uh, the fucking Kintera kid, I think his name was Joe or John, I don't remember, but he thought he was a smart guy, and we kicked their right in the fucking ass. <laughs> All right, so uh, one quick question about Beltran. He's up uh-huh. for the Hall of Fame in a few years. A lot of people thought he was a lock for the Hall of Fame. I think this holds this guy up. I don't know. We'll see. You know, a guy has a shitload of great stats. It's exactly what we said five years ago about Clemens and Bonds. Well, they aren't in yet. No, I got it, but they're getting close. Fuck, I heard Darren today apologizing for Antonio Gates. Ah, nobody's going to talk about the PED. You sure? You got to be kidding me. Really? I mean, that's what they said today. Wow. Look, I love Gates. What, What AJ and AJ always dismissed... What he found in Antonio Gates, right? Yeah. You and I were fascinated by that story. How do you find a guy that just played basketball and make him the dominant tight end? Exactly. But. I'm telling you what, if Gates goes in, and I hope he does go in, but Rodney needs to go in too. I was just going to say, Rodney, because personally what he meant to this show, absolute difference maker, on and off the field, Super Bowl champion. Yep dominant at his position class guy with the media across the board and his PED has been held against him Gates amazing player amazing guy in the community all that other shit I don't know I mean he I is know. Dave that's funny the way you said it he really is but I I don't think you can just easily dismiss that and if in five years he's the first ballot and he's 98 percent then then good for him yep but I, I don't know that I'd be that quick to just go. I think these writers look at shit like that. I, I do don't too. think you can judge Antonio's whole career on that. No, no, you can't judge his whole career. But, but at the they same judge time, Rodney's whole career. Exactly right. No one has gone in so far in the NFL to the Pro Football Hall of Fame that has tested positive for PEDs. And Trotter keeps banging the drum, I know, for Rodney to get him in there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Gates today, incredible player. Incredible oh, player. So and should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But I just I'm wondering, do the PEDs hold him back? I think eventually he gets in and shit, he may be a first ballot guy. But I just I wouldn't have as much ease as Darren had today in dismissing that charge. Okay. So a couple of things I want to ask you about mm-hmm. this real quick is first of all, when you look at two guys here that were suspended and then fired within an hour. Yeah. Okay, the GM, Jeff Lunau, and then A.J. Hinch, the manager, mm-hmm. were both let go. And then Lunau it was saying, I'm not a cheater. And then Br- yeah. blames it. I love how he blames it. Everything goes back to the guy that got fired a couple months ago, Brandon Taubon. Yeah. Ta- Taubman. He and blamed him? He, oh, fuck. He ripped the fuck out of him. <laughs> and I was like, look at this fucking organization, oh, dude. shit. They're so shady. They, shady as fuck. Okay, so the funny thing is they they said Jeff Lunau was just one of the biggest assholes in baseball. Yeah. Bright completely. guy, just treated everybody like shit. Everybody. Yeah. People hated his guts. Yep. I don't think he finds another job. No. Now, A.J. Hinch. Yeah, he'll be back. He'll be back. Now, it's really a hot topic to say, do you bring him back? Whatever organization decides to make that move. But at the same time, I think A.J. does find a job again in Major League Baseball. Yeah, I'm not sure he comes back immediately as a manager. Really, really good dude. Really well-liked. Yeah. I don't think Alex Cora gets another manager job. And that's what I was going to ask you next about Alex Cora. Because we don't know what the punishment for Cora is. He might get a lifetime ban. You know what? Because or a five-year ban. I agree with you. 
Yeah. I agree. I think it's going to be huge. It's not going to be the one year deal. It's going to be multiple years, if not a lifetime deal. Yeah. Because he had been warned a million times, they said. Right. And he took what he did in Houston. Then he goes to Boston, does everything. And it's just like, fuck, man, how many times do they have to tell you? Yeah. You know, do you just think you're never going to fucking get in trouble or get get punished for this shit? What's wrong with you? Yeah, I didn't. I thought AJ's excuse today was bullshit. What a puss. Oh, I, I disabled the monitor. You're the fucking manager. Yeah, come on. Come on. Enough of your shit. Get fucking done, kid. <laughs> and that would be that would be my biggest hesitation. If I brought him in, I'd go, how, am I, how are you going to lead when you're looking at your team cheating and you don't have the balls to get him to stop? You didn't have the juice to stop it? You're a bright guy. You're a Stanford guy, baseball guy. You've been around forever. And they steamrolled you. Yep. So why am I going to trust you with doing anything? Um, I yeah. How about Joe Girardi got fired after the 2017 season? Yeah, loses in the ALCS, yeah. loses a job. Oh, I'm, there are people across. Dave, there it hits a lot of people, and and that was what you heard today was that there are a lot of people in baseball that didn't feel like the punishment was harsh enough. Yeah, but I, I, honestly, I didn't. I, I didn't. I'm not. And again, it's not. You you give the championship to the Dodgers. I say you just pull the pull it away. Yeah. Hey, guess what? Nobody won in twenty seven. But I like the idea that you call all those players and say, "Hey, send your rings back in." Yeah, that's pretty cool. Somebody said that today. I was like, "Damn!" Could you imagine that? If you're if you're the owner, you're 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 Crane from the Astros, uh-huh. okay? And again, I thought he did the right move, getting rid of those guys within the hour. Yeah, but you're telling me but, you don't think he fucking knew? I don't think he knew. Oh, I think. Come uh, on. Do you really? I, come honest, on. I don't know. I, 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 Maybe I, not. I just, Maybe not. Because why would you tell the owner, hey, guess what? We're cheating. True. Because you, you want to get rewarded in your contract for winning a World Series. True. Why tell him you cheated your yeah. way to the top? Funny. I was thinking about it today, and you go, like, Luna not act, acting like he didn't know. You're down there all the fucking yeah. time. They're, true. That's a uh, hint showed me nothing. Um, The Cora thing. Maybe you're right, Dave. Maybe the owner didn't know. I, I just felt like you go, man, everybody. I think Crane was embarrassed because he knows he can't even talk about it. I mean, the sign you have outside your spring training facility and outside your stadium that says 2017 World Series champs. Yeah. Everyone knows dude was a phony. Yeah. You, it, you can't wear that ring. Well, even if, like, it reminds me of the Bonds argument when the steroid allegations all started with bonds when people would say, dude, you were good enough without them. Yeah. You were good enough without them. Why would you do whatever you may have done? Right. Yep. And that's where you look at it. Maybe that Astros team was good enough to what could they have just won straight up? They were a fucking great team. Like, don't you feel like you could have won straight up? Yep. And I think for me, if I was any member of that team, that would be the biggest issue for me would be like, fuck, man, I don't want this to be tainted. They give you a George Springer, right? Yeah. We went through all those shitty years. Any of those guys on that team, when that team was so fucking shitty and now you win it and you go, God damn, man, we, we made it. We rode through all the waves and all the bad talk and all the people laughing at us for yep. being on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and we win it, and now everybody's laughing at you again. You used to be a well-respected organization, and now you're not. You're a fucking joke. 
I wonder how baseball fans react. One thing I'll say about baseball fans, I think oh, they're, yeah. they're most knowledgeable about their sport. I mean, they know yeah. crazy stats, and they spend a lot of time about the sport. Diehard baseball fans, I think, will remember the 25 guys that were on that team. And uh, when the Astros come to town, they're going to be booed like crazy I on think, the road. Dave, they remember the logo much more than they remember the 25 men. I think the Astros are going to hear it every time. And it's proven tonight when the Dodgers single-A um, minor league organization announced that the first 10,000 fans that show up for a game this summer when they play the Astros affiliate, it's mini trash can yeah. night. And everybody in attendance gets a mini trash can and a drumstick. It's awesome. Yeah, it, dude. It, if you're Jim Crane, you're just like we're fucked. Yeah, we're we're just we're fucked. And so, no, I don't think it haunts. Right, Springer, Altuve, to a certain extent, maybe, but Bregman. But I, Bregman seems so cocky about it; it's ridiculous. Yeah, but I I think right now, as long as they're wearing that uniform, but if Bregman got traded to the Giants or moved on. I don't know how many people continue to hold it against him, but I think that uniform, you're always tainted, man. Yep. You, you I don't know. Are, are you the, is it the Black Sox scandal? Yeah, I, honestly, I feel the same way. I yeah. feel it's a Black Sox scandal. Yeah. I mean, Pete Rose is like, what the fuck? Yeah, he did. He came out today and said, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. The guy who's been suspended for life says, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, it's here's here's something that I thought was interesting is going back to the Yankees who completely got screwed. Mm -hmm. Is when Araldus Chapman gave up the game winning home run to Altuve this year. Oh no! It was a two one count, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, and and Chapman, we all know, throws fastballs ninety nine percent of the time. Altuve said he was sitting on a slider. And he uh, goes, oh, yeah. I'm really behind in the count. You would expect him to throw a fucking slider. Of course yeah. he's throwing a fastball in that situation. Yeah. And he hits the ball 450 feet, wins it, and they go to the World Series. I'm telling you, man, they're all full of shit. They are full of shit. It, it's, it, it, for me, man, I, I, Altuvo used to be one of my favorite players yeah. because he was a small guy that beat yeah. gods. Fuck him, man. Fuck him. Unbelievable. Here, here's the other thing that bothered me. I wanted to ask you on the show. I didn't, I didn't talk to you about this on the phone or, or through a text. But I heard saw so many Padre fans who said they would take a season like this and win a World Series. And I was like, come on, you're better no than that. Yeah, no, no way. way. You're the biggest Padre fan I know. And yeah, just, no just way. for the reason we said before, there's no way you could wear your T-shirt that says World Series champs yeah. and everybody thinks it's a phony. No, I, I saw the point that said there's probably a lot of ownership groups that would say, if I have to fire a manager or a GM, it oh, costs yeah. me five million and four picks, but I'm a world champion. Yeah, I would do it. I understand that. There's no fucking way, as a fan, you want that. No, no fucking because it just you waited your whole life to be champions, right? and that's what the Astros are going through right now. You went through all those dog shit years of winning 31 fucking games for that opportunity in 2017. Yeah. And now it's all a big fucking joke, and yep. you're a joke. And anybody who wears that team or that hat or that jersey, any of that shit, and you go, man, I go back to J.R. Richard and Dickie Thon. Oh, fuck you. Nobody gives a shit. Your team cheated. And uh, no chance. No chance. Anybody who says that, you're, you're, you're dumb. Come on. Because today would be that day where we go, man, this is a typical San Diego thing, and it's... Uh, yeah, they're wearing the horns tonight, man, and not in a good way. 
And th- you just you don't wash that stink off. It, now, as crazy as it sounds, I think the Astros were worse than the Red Sox. Just because Boston, I think, is used to being accused of cheating for a long time with the Patriots. Yeah, I just think uh, let's see what happens to them. Yeah, l- l- exactly right. Now, l- if you're the Red Sox and you go, okay, you can hit Alex Cora hard, but are you expecting are you expecting to lose draft picks if you're the Red Sox too? Yeah, I think you're losing draft picks. Two or four. Oh, I think you're losing you're losing at least four. I, the Red Sox have been worn before with the whole Apple Watch thing. Yeah, true. Very good point that they have. Yeah, and are they are they going to get hit hard? I think they get hit hard too. Good. I I wonder, Dave. Look, what's the message received tonight? If you are Gabe Kapler in San Francisco, if you're Jace Tingler, uh, Joe Madden, right? I yeah. mean, wouldn't you love to know what a veteran manager is thinking tonight? When you look at that shit, I mean, I don't know. If I'm Joe Madden, am I really worried about draft picks, the the 20 and 21 first and second round picks? Those fuckers aren't going to be yeah. on my team. The $5 million doesn't impact me at all, right? Yeah. So I, under- I understand that. I, th- I think if you're one of these managers that have, have been used in some kind of way to tip pitches the same way, because yeah. I mean, who are we kidding? It's probably not just those two teams. Those are the two teams that are going to pay the price right now. Hey, we got to find a way to clean it up. We, yeah. you know, and I sure as fuck hope nobody rats me out. That's for sure. I think if you're yeah. one of those managers, you're freaking out right now. Well, I would highly recommend anybody that is feeling holier than thou to go read Tim's Flannery's blog because I found it really, really interesting. For a guy who played the game, coached the game, has three World Series rings, has been in the media, and 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 in our opinion, always went about it the right way. Old school, dirt, grit, the whole thing. And when he was talking about, fuck, man, I had video guys taping those third basemen and doing everything. Dave, it was just his way of looking for an advantage for the team and saying that we're constantly looking for advantages. It's the same thing at San Diego State. They do the same thing. Yeah. Every every college does the same thing. Every high school. I'll be honest with you. I don't have anyone on my team or I tell my coaches, and I never look at the third base coach. Yeah. I, I I don't I know you're allowed to I just don't you know I not saying I'm better than 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 that I probably should because it's within the rules to if you can figure out the yeah. guy's steal sign it was great up. though yeah but for for me I just I just don't do it that way and it, it's nothing against the rules that way but I'm a big believer when you're playing sports yeah you play your best you do your best to execute and you play within the rules of the game that's what they're there for I give I give uh, Steve Woods I thought was good just when i thought steve woods had zero backbone i thought mm. he did a great job in uh in talking about as far as what went wrong and, and going after these guys well i didn't hear it what do you say basically what we're saying right now saying basically look th- this is wrong this is cheating this isn't good for baseball this isn't good for the sport that we love this is it, some people say it's a dark day i think it opens up a lot of things there's a lot of eyes to say this is another reason why I don't watch baseball for people who are uh, turning. Well, and the problem with baseball right now is they're losing the young audience. Yeah. They, they want the people like your kids who want to watch basketball. It's a faster paced game. I would say this. You mentioned San Diego State. I don't know what San Diego State is or isn't doing. But Every college does it, though. That's what I'm saying. But if they are, wink, wink, then that's the game within the game that has happened for 200 fucking years. Yeah. And there's the unwritten rules and everything else, right? Exactly. And, it, and it's the code and the whole deal. And like Dave said, any team that's doing it, whether it's UCLA or San Diego State, 
the other the other side's aware of it, and you're yeah, they you're, they know it's a chess game. Yeah, but what the Astros did in the eyes of Rob Manfred and a lot of baseball people not named Tim Flannery is, yeah, we're cool with the game within the game, but you took it to a different level, and it's fucking bullshit. Yeah, you had access to something someone else didn't. Yeah, yeah, and setting up a monitor, and you're a fucking weasel about it when your video guy is running and breaking down the monitor and doing all this other shit. Yep. Yeah, because we didn't have the ability to figure out that the guy, your guy on second base was tapping his toes for a fastball, and now we're going to get the opportunity to throw a fucking fastball in his ribs. Exactly right. <laughs> right? I, I mean, Dave, that's yeah. it. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. All right, I want to mention one more baseball thing before okay. we, we move on to how old are they and how much are they worth, uh, because our next show it might already happen, so we'll knock it out right now. Nolan Arenado. Could be traded to the Cardinals before we do our next show. I keep hearing that's where he's going, huh? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Talks are getting really hot. Could be as soon as uh, it could be as soon as Wednesday. Man, so, so he leaves the division. So right now, assuming the Rockies do not have him, mm-hmm. give me your prediction for the National League West. Ooh, oh, I no, way too early. Oh, come on. No, the moves haven't. Padres still have moves that are going to be made. I don't think they do at all. Well, nobody asked you. Well, I, I just asked him, Dave, what do you think? I said, I don't think so at all. Yeah, let's just wait I a think, little bit. I tell you what, I think everybody right now is locked in in this division. I don't think anyone's making any moves. Well, I think you're wrong. So, let's. Uh, I'm going to ask you, where do the Padres finish then? Uh, third. That's where I have them, third. Yeah. Behind the Dodgers and Diamondbacks? Uh, yeah. That's exactly where I have them. Yeah, I would have them there. I, I think they're going to be... I think they're going to be a better team. I really do. I, I just I think something has to happen. I can't believe you're going to go into the year with both um, Hedges and Mejia, and I just don't think you can drag that. I just don't think it's healthy. I think it's a bad look for that team. you got to just go with one guy or the other, and I don't know that you're able to move Myers right now or Margot. Yeah. But if Arenado's going, then, yeah, I, I think – I think there's more moves coming with that team. You have you have too many of these same guy, young type pitchers, and I think there are other teams that are looking to make moves going on. So I, I think there's more coming. Let's talk on March first. They they did uh they they did the betting lines for all thirty major league teams for the win yeah. totals. The top three right now are the Yankees, Dodgers, and Astros, believe it or not. Ah. Uh. Yeah. And so uh, a little bit lower than I thought, by the way. Yankees at 101, Dodgers 99, Astros at 96. But what do they have the Twins at? Let me see right here. It, just came, it literally just came out uh, this, this evening. So yeah. uh, Minnesota's at the bet, betting line is 89 and a half. In- interesting. Right about where I'd put it. But they sign Josh Donaldson tonight. Yep. yep. Now to me. And, and they're as high as 90 and a half. Yeah, I yeah. mean, to me, you go, all right, they really hit on a lot of things last year, had some injuries, but all of a sudden you go, well, does Donaldson keep you right there at 90 or does that bump you to 93? I don't know. Um, so, And if Lindor's moved, it definitely moves you up. Right. Yeah, so. So here you go. Do you want to know about the Padres? Uh, let me guess. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. You play the game. You guess it. I'm going to guess. I have three different betting lines. You have a chance in three different spots. All right. Let me ask you. Tell me the number, like what I'm trying to guess win total. You, what, you what, want me just end yeah, of year? Win to- yeah. End of year win total. What's the Padres end of year win total? 76. Okay. It's higher. Really? Yep. 
The lowest is 82.5. Then there's 83.5 and 84.5. Boy, that feels incredibly optimistic to me that you're going to put them at 84.5. Based on what? I, Tommy Pham? I, I guess it's Tommy Pham. Zach Pham. Davies? I, I have no idea, but that's what they say. 84 and a, 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 84 and a half on the that, highest one. That, to me, seems... I'm not betting you 100 on that number, asshole. <laughs> Shit, I don't know if I'd bet 74 right now. Okay, I got to look up and see who the worst team in baseball is real quick. Um, let's see. Tigers? Yeah, Casey's pretty low. Um, Baltimore. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Baltimore's 56 and a half. There you go. I'd bet the over on that. They yeah. put that number on the pods. Holy shit. Yeah. But, no, I don't know, man. I, I mean, look. What do you tell me your your top end pitching? Paddock's going to be. I mean, I guess you're going to put Paddock at your one. Yeah. But Gore, you're not looking at. I mean, are you expecting Gore to no, break? Not, not this year. Not, I mean, you might play a little this year, but he's not going to be your guy. In May. I would yeah. think he's up in May. When's Who knows? He, maybe, maybe he would. I, I, again, I, I don't know. I mean, you're looking at Lamette. You're looking at Garrett Richards. They're like, you're Garrett Richards at... is going to be a 24-game winner. <laughs> I mean, look. I for those 85 games, yes. Yeah, I don't like the Giants at all. No, Giants are terrible. Uh, Arenado completely changes the look of the Rockies. Giants are at 68.5. At, uh, Shit, that seems high. What's Colorado at? Hold on. It's not an alphabetical order, so hold on. Actually, it is an alphabetical order. Uh, Colorado's at 75 and a half. Yeah, and that changes. Yep, big that time. That cha changes with Arenado. What's Arizona? Arizona is uh, 82 and a half. So they have the Padres finishing ahead of the Diamondbacks. Yeah, right there. And then LA? LA is at 99. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Uh, That's not bad. Would you take a second place finish in 85 wins? Sure you would. Yeah, it'd be a huge, huge step forward. Yep. And again, maybe they they're sold on Jace. Maybe there's nothing to do with Tommy Fam. Trent Grisham, <laughs> Profar. <laughs> uh, I mean, are you gonna get Marte for center field? I don't know. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. So I don't know. We'll see. But I'm I'm not ready to to make that yet. I think more moves are coming. All right. I want to mention, of course, our good friend Brian Curry has been selling real estate all over San Diego County for years. I mean, we're talking more than two decades selling real estate. He's really good at what he does. Right now, you're trying to see more and more people, what they're doing with the market. Guess what? People are buying like crazy right now. It's a good time to talk to Brian Curry, figure out which way the market is going, like we always say. But coming up this spring, which is only a few months away, this is the time people are buying houses and trying to decide what they're going to do for the upcoming school year. The best time to call Brian Curry is right now in January. Get an idea of what you're going to do in the next couple months. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Yeah, I think it is a perfect time because a lot of changes are coming. And as you look at the, the housing market, maybe it's the time to rent. Boy, all of a sudden, I don't know what's going on, but it sure feels like you're seeing a lot more for lease and for rent signs. So what does that mean to you if you are a seller in this market? And what does it mean to you if you're a buyer? That's why you want to call Brian because he has those answers. And maybe now you have a few more options. The only thing I know, and Dave, you know it as well. Man, I was talking to a friend who rents a place in Del Mar, and it's like two grand. Yeah. And... He likes it because he works with me in Carlsbad and he works downtown. But you go at the end, you put out $24,000 and what do you have to show for it? Nothing. You can find a place 
where your mortgage payment is somewhere around that, and you go at the end, what do you have? I'm a fucking homeowner, man. My name is on that deed. And that, I, there were certain things that happened when you become an adult that are life-changing. And I think about getting married, having kids, the first time Lisa Ann texts you, and then when you have your name on a deed. And those have all happened to me. And they're all incredibly exciting, and it should be that. You're not going to get a text from Lisa Ann, you creepy perverts. But if you call Brian, you might be able to put your name on a deed, and I will tell you it's an incredibly great day and one you'll all be looking forward to. Speaking of buying houses, guess what? Dan Williams is a guy that can help you with a financial situation. He can make a home purchase happen. All you have to do is call Dan Williams at 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Now, if you remember... We told you you had until January 15th to call Dan as he had a special deal for your our Dave and Jeff listeners. Mm-hmm. Basically, normally a $195 expense is going to be nothing. What he's going to do for you is he's going to run a complete credit report and also give you a debt elimination strategy. Again, you need to call Dan by January 15th to make sure that he will help you out. And no charge, Dan will help you out. Again, this could be your key to getting everything in order to buy in that house. Again, 858-688-6813. Friend of mine. DA used to do what I did with my bills. When the bills showed up, guess what you did? You just shredded them. (laughs) Fuck it. It's amazing how every nickel that comes out of this check just stays right here in my pocket. (laughs) And then guess what happened? Oh, the credit man came looking. So my friend DA said, ooh, shit. I better give Dan Williams a call. And that's what he did. And he's going to get everything settled. Now, I don't know. I guess you got to get rid of your wee. <laughs> but, man, there are times when I go out to the mailbox and I open it up and I just feel like saying, fuck that. I'm not paying that bill. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking when I made that purchase. But suck it. I'm not paying it. But I'm very proud of the fact that my credit score is somewhere around an 800, so I need to keep it there. And I just reluctantly send that money out. Shit. (laughs) But if you want to do what I do and pay that shit off and be debt-free, God, there's nobody better to help dig you out than Dan. 858-688-6813. My pal DA, congrats to you. Heard it right here on yeah. the podcast and said, I'm contacting Dan. You are in great hands. And all the rest of you that are sitting there every night, Dave, what's that bullshit game that you used to get as a kid? Where it was like six metal bars and all the wooden beads and you slide them yeah, this I way. Know, yeah, you know I that know, bullshit. I know, I know what you're talking about. I have no idea what it's called. That's how uh, Sean Walchef knows how many briskets to put on each <laughs> night. Well, it's a Tuesday. <laughs> click, click, click. Uh, we don't use that shit. We just call 858-688-6813. Dan's got much higher uh, technology to save your credit score. Give him a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. Also, you got to give Alan Taylor a call. Alan Taylor's your guy to build your perfect pool. Been in business more than 20 years. Don't forget, Taylor Made Pools is the name of the company. Alan Taylor is the guy to help you out. He will bring that dream pool to you. After you do is call him up, say you want to take the 3D design virtual tour, and I'll show you exactly what it will look like in your backyard. <laughs> if you already have a pool, guess what? He can fix it, make it in perfect working condition. Again, the weather is going to start getting warmer very soon. You want to make sure you have that perfect pool from Taylor Made Pools. Alan's number, 619-449-4452. And I got crazy 
good news considering Alan Taylor. Let me hear it. All right, as we've been saying for the last basically 35 days, Mm -hmm. we've been saying that, hey, Alan and Amy, they have a kid that's on life support. He needs your prayers. He needs everything that I could possibly imagine because things weren't looking good at all. Extremely sad around here for the last 35 days. All of a sudden, that kid's talking in complete sentences. Unbelievable. When they thought he he would never speak again. Amy never gave up, man. I never gave up. All of a sudden, he's in complete sentences. It's it's one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen. Unbelievable. Makes my whole night. Yeah. Man, I mean, those, you guys know it. We say it all the time. Friends are family around here. All of you are family and their family to us. And, man, I'm just telling you, the love of a mother for her son, she absolutely never gave up. When all of us started to get concerned and get worried Based on reports, she just stood the ground, man. Yep. Never wavered. Holy shit, is that fantastic. Um, Here's what we've noticed recently, and probably a lot of you have. After having a three- or four-week break in the traffic due to school and holidays, uh, traffic is back. Yep. And not only is it back Monday through Friday in the commute, but you're noticing it on Saturdays and Sundays and gas prices haven't really come down like we thought they were. Cost of living in this town is high. So when you have that opportunity to relax, whether it's at the end of a long Tuesday or taking advantage of an all-day Saturday where you just want to hang out, can you imagine for those NFL playoff games how great it would be? Weather's supposed to be pretty Absolutely. good this weekend to just fire up the barbecue, fire up the pool, and just hang out, relax, live the life you deserve. You can do it by calling Alan and the guys at TaylorMade Pool. And the thing that I've talked to Alan about, Dave, and I'm really, really excited to announce this tonight. Anybody buying a new pool, you always have concerns because your friends, uh, your kids have that one friend. Yep. That you're like, oh, boy. But you got to invite them all over, right? Yep. But he's that kid that chugs about six cans of squirt. <laughs> And then just stands in the corner cross-eyed. Yep. Laser technology. Right now, we are inventing it for tailor-made pools that when that kid stands in the corner, he will feel similar to a dog whistle. It's going to come right out. It's going to bite him right in his Achilles tendon. (laughs) That kid will never pee in your pool again. It's fantastic. We hope to have that live and uh, patent pending, but we hope to have it all turned on by 2022. So get your pool built, and then me and the rest of my team at TaylorMade Pools will put that in there so that when that kid comes over, it probably looks like Louis Michael Costa <laughs> when he sits in the corner and starts taking a leak. Don't worry. That laser technology will come out. It'll tase him in the Achilles tendon. Within three weeks, he'll be back up on his feet. But more importantly, and what you'll know is you have a clean pool for all the rest of your family and nothing hotter. As I've said, for the first 15 people to get a tailor-made pool, Vera's Bikini Party coming to your backyard. <laughs> also want to mention Kyle Fluger. He's your guy for the perfect website. He's done a great job for us with jakesprojects.org and daveandjeffshow.com. Again, Kyle Fluger is your guy to set you up as well, not just for us, but he's done so many people that have helped us out with so many people across the country. Don't forget, call Kyle, set up your appointment right now, give your business a boost, 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. Man, we told you, MILFs with tan lines are coming.com, <laughs> MILFs without kids, coming. 
And then uh, probably right along the same lines. We told you douche of the day last week. I love that one. Douche of the day. All the guys talking on their phone or don't know how to park. All that shit. Uh, that guy with the camera just took the ball right off the face. The guy <laughs> in the corner. He'd be on douche of the day. Rewind that right now, Dave. Hang on. We're going to watch. Go back right there. Watch this. Watch this guy <laughs> take it. Ball right off the chin. <laughs> Just like Costa used to take. Hang on, here it comes, and... Ow! My lips. <laughs> Look how mad he is. He's so mad. He came... Oh, my... Looking at his camera. Guy just took a full-size basketball right in the face. Had a complete chance to make the play. Couldn't do it. Uh, yeah. And then... Uh, I don't know. We may just add guys that pee in the pool dot com too. I love we it. We put Costa's picture up there as well. I love it. You know, I got to tell you. So the other day, you mentioned real quick about uh, it was my anniversary. And so yeah, Sunday. What, Sunday. Congratulations. Thank you very 28 much. Twenty eight years. Twenty eight years. Fantastic. Kind of kind of nuts. Yeah, twenty eight years. So the day of my anniversary, and, and I've talked about this before. I've always waited for to have a dream since Jake passed that Jake would be in my dream. Yeah. And one of Jake's tattoos, which I never gave him permission for, it pissed me off, was right across his top of his chest was our anniversary in Roman numerals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was so fucking mad that he got it. And I was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I'm going to divorce your mom just so that fucking tattoo doesn't have any goddamn meaning, you dipshit. What a brilliant thing to say. And so I, what would you do if your kid came home with a fucking tattoo across his chest? You'd be super pissed, right? I wouldn't have any. I hate my kid's haircut right now, but he keeps it. <laughs> Gives a shit. I got other things to do. So, so anyway, I was uh, anyway super uh, super pissed off by by the tattoo. But anyway, the night of going into the twelfth of January, okay, um, I had a dream about Jake. And oh it was, wow! It was one of those dreams that lasted like all night, which oh, feels like. Wow. And I, as I was dreaming, I was like, I know I'm dreaming right now, yeah. But I'm going to continue to uh, to try and ride this out as long as I can. It was clear as day. Wow. He looked exactly the way he looked before he passed. Yep. Uh, him and I had a conversation. It was weird because, as you know, before he passed, uh, a few months earlier, we went to New York City. A month yep. earlier, we went to New York City, and Jake was supposed to go with us, but he didn't go because he had anxiety that it'd be too many people, and that's when he, uh -huh. he was with you uh, while we were gone. And um, That's crazy. That was six weeks before it. Yeah. And it was the, the second weekend for that uh, Canelo fight. Exactly right. God damn. I hadn't thought about that. And, okay. And so we um we're sitting there, we're we're in the dream and we're him and I are just talking and we go to New York in the dream, mm -hmm. but we don't go into the city. We're right out we're on we're sitting on a bench right, looking at the water, looking at the skyline in New York City. Sure. And so it was it was crazy. So I asked him a million questions, man. I'm asking him, Hey, what what's what's heaven like? And he I said, Do you go right away? Do you see the people that, that once passed before you? And he's says, It takes a while. Like you got to clean your soul first. Like you almost have to go to therapy first before you get to where you're going. And then he says to me, you'll see, you'll be here in two years. Oh, how crazy is that? Yeah. And I was like, what? And I, I didn't panic in the dream when he said it, but I thought it was interesting that he told me in two years, I wouldn't be alive. Well, let's plan your farewell tour. Let's, let's do it. Let's, <laughs> let's absolutely do it. Uh, yeah, but it was it was it was it was a crazy dream. But there was no panic in the dream when he said anything to me. But it was it was clear. It felt like I was with him for eight hours. What if it's twenty two years and he's just fucking with you? He would fuck with me. Yeah, just to fucking scare you. Yeah, 
he make would. you hit that inhaler a little harder than usual. That that's it. It was it was it was very strange. Though. If you knew today you had two years left, what would be the first thing you do? Be honest. What would be the one thing that? What would be the one thing? First re- thing. That's funny. I would definitely continue coaching at Benita. It's my, really? It's my, uh, yeah, without a doubt, it's my favorite thing to do. Oh, okay, um, but that's cool. but but as far as what would be the first thing on my list that I could do, I would go to Wrigley Field. Oh yeah. Yeah, you'd like that. It's I'd great. go to Wrigley Field. I've been to Fenway, been to Yankee Stadium. Those were the two biggest things that I wanted to do, and yeah. Wrigley Field's the one thing I really wanted. Because you haven't I, been to Chicago, right? Never been to Chicago. My goal would be to plan a trip to uh, to Chicago. That would be my thing. I, otherwise, you know what? I've, I've done enough where yeah. I've never been to Europe, but I have no desire to go to Europe. I'm, uh, it's funny, Dave. I was thinking the other day, I like your Wrigley Field call. I enjoyed that a lot. I think in... As I look back on it, yeah. kind of being there in the moment, and I wonder if I've never been to Fenway. But when you were sitting at Fenway there, and I know you mentioned Jake wasn't there, and that yeah. had kind of been the whole plan. He was really looking forward to it, and then he backed out last second. But when you were sitting at Fenway, yeah, was there a part of you that, I don't want to say anticlimactic, but was there a part where you go, well, shit, I never thought I would check this off the bucket list, and I've just done it. Yes. And just kind of a weird feeling, right? No, no, not at all. I enjoyed the moment. I mean, I did. I, yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't like, oh shit, this is over. No, it wasn't like it wasn't like that at all. It was uh it was everything I thought it would be even yeah. better. It was I will say the seats are so uncomfortable. That's not an over uh, an exaggeration. Yeah. It's one of those where if I loved the Red Sox, I couldn't have season seats. That's how uncomfortable it is. You cannot wow. keep going back. It is it's like sitting on cement. It's really funny because I was I was thinking about bands. Yeah. And 2019 was pretty cool that I got to see the Stones, the Who, and Paul McCartney. Yeah. And the Stones and McCartney were two months apart from each other. And I was thinking, who would be the one band? Do I have any band that I haven't seen that I really want to see? And the one band that I came up with was Pearl Jam. That's cool. Where I go, fuck, that would really be cool. They're coming. And they announced the tour. And Ticketmaster, to their credit, did something really cool. You have to submit an application to Ticketmaster. And they will then determine next Wednesday night, you will get an email and say, yes, you can buy up to four tickets. And so they said, go through and select up to like, fuck, 20 different shows from the tour that you want to see. What's your priority? So there's San Diego. They're going to be at Viejas. Fuck, I wish they were at Petco Park. Yeah. That would, but they're playing Viejas Serena. I wonder why they're doing that. I don't know. I mean, wouldn't you think, you, let's make the most amount of money? Right. They're playing two shows at the Forum. But the insanely cool thing, and I, I just, David. Don't just, you think they'd sell out the Rose Bowl? Uh, yeah. Again, I don't understand. Unless yeah. they just want you to feel the music. I know, but I mean, they play Fenway Park. They've played yeah. Wrigley. They've done stadium shows like this in the past. They start the tour March 18th in Toronto. And March 18th is one of my closest friend's birthday who lives in Toronto. You're going. I put in for that show. Did you? Cool. And so I said to her, I go, look, man, I don't know. 
If they, I mean, I put San Diego, L.A., L.A., Toronto. Yeah. So I don't know. But um, I was like, I told her last night. I go, that's fucking crazy. Like, she's a huge Pearl Jam yeah. fan. I love him. She has seen him. I have not. Um, but the tour opens on your birthday yeah. in your hometown. That's like really that's cool. For that kind of band. But like. That would be for me, like if you really had two years and for all of you on social media, like if you had two years and don't tell me shit, like I, you know, go fucking skeet shooting with coach. <laughs> like if you legit, if you found yeah. out tonight where you go, dude, I'm done in two years, where would I go? Like, what would I do? The key would be for me, I would do as much as I could with my sons. Yeah, of course. And I'm lucky in the fact that they're, 12 now because I just uh, I think about like if it hit all of us our close friends that listen to this show that have really young kids like that may not know who you are do you do whatever that Michael Keaton vi- movie is right yeah. and start doing videos every day yeah. is your my kid, life yeah is your kid gonna watch it yeah I don't know have you seen that movie no okay the I've, one I, movie I, I've seen it it was weird that movie came out right I think when my wife was pregnant with Josh yeah, like the one movie that people have talked a lot about is Marriage Story with Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Never seen that one. No, it's, it's out now on okay. Netflix. It's up. I was like, dude, I can't watch that, man, because yes, she and I get along. God, man, anybody who's been through a divorce, it is fucking devastating. And where I was for those first couple weeks and months, fuck, man, I don't need to watch that again in a movie. Fuck, what the fuck are you doing? dogs all over the place God, tonight. you're high <laughs> um i think anybody who's been through it and that we were able to get through it and everything's fine but i said to my sons the other day yeah. yeah it's fine but i should be with you every night yeah like i this idea that i see you saturday and sunday and then see you for an hour and a half on wednesday i go dude that's not it and like i just I, I, David, it's crazy because I will be out on Saturdays with them. And I have one friend who consistently fucking texts me on Saturday. Hey, what's going on? Really? And I'm like, not fucking today. And even like Walchef tonight was like, hey, you coming out for Connor? No, dude, it's 21 and over. I got my kids. Yeah. Katie Temple, who I love to death. Hey, can you come to a three o'clock meeting on Saturday? No, I can't. And it's funny, I had a friend... Let me guess, if Lisa Ann said you want to come over well, and throw me one... Fuck, <laughs> Goddamn right. Goddamn right, you little fuckers. <laughs> you play uh, mad. <laughs> I'll be back sooner than I will admit to later. <laughs> uh, just All right, let me ask you this. I got a quick, I got a quick Lisa Ann question. We'll end yeah. it this way. God, I hope she hears this fucking show. <laughs> she probably will. She always checks in yeah. so she hears it. All right. If they came to you, you got two years to live. They go, Dave, listen. Fuck coaching at Benita Vista. You've done enough of that. Here's your job. We're going to pay you a hundred grand a year. And you got to work. All you got to work, Dave, is three days a week. So if you want to coach your fucking team, you can coach. <laughs> but here's your job. You're the guy who drives the bank bus. 
You never get to fuck the chick. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> but you're driving it. Yeah. Lee Sands back there with fucking Ricky Ricardo or whoever the fuck these guys are that they find <laughs> in Miami. You're just driving it, and your friend back there is just getting fucking banged. Am I driving that bus? No. You're not for a no. hundred grand? Dude, I don't care about the money if I have two years to go. No. Jesus. That You know what? It's funny. That's a weird thing. It's weird that we're friends with her now. I know. Because, god dang, I don't like when she, when, if, if I run across one of those, I'm not watching that shit. I'm oh. like, I know her. Like, I don't want to watch that shit. I'm like, you're going to let that fucking slub bang you? I know. <laughs> Look, we got to get her back on because she's so fucking cool. She's great. And there was one where this dude gets stage fright and she gets fucking pissed. Really? Oh, yeah, it's oh, great. God dang. We do have to bring her back on. She gets pissed. And I was like, oh, this poor fucker. <laughs> He's got Flacido Domingo, and she's just like, get the fuck out of here. All right. Like Roller Girl and shit in Boogie Nights just kicked his teeth out. All right, let me ask you this. For a, <laughs> yeah. for a hundred grand a year, who's driving the bang bus? I'd drive the goddamn bang bus if I wasn't dying in two years. I would drive the bus, but I'm you not. Would? You know your fucking van's going to stink. <laughs> well, it doesn't be my car. I know, you're driving it. <laughs> you know what you do you know like on uh, uh the coronado bridge yeah. how they move that fucking yeah. cement thing in you'd yeah. be so busy looking over guys it should be all good keep your eye on the road pervert oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit all right let's say right. let's, let's, uh, let's save three people that would drive the bang bus we can each oh. draft three people Oh, that's funny. I could, Everybody I know would drive the Bing bus. T-shirt tech. Oh, yeah. I get him first. <laughs> 100%. Costa. No, he wouldn't. He'd lose his whole inheritance. Do you have to tell people that's what you do for a He's living? He's on camera. He just, oh, it's true. You can't just say, I drive a bus. <laughs> Miserable Padre fan. Oh, doing that it. son of a bitch would. <laughs> Love it. God, that's a great call. That's a great fucking call. Uh, Drunk Flannery? That's a good one, too. God dang, that's a good one. All right. I like H.J. Preller would have dropped oh, the bus. Oh, of course. Shit. You're killing me at this game. <laughs> God damn, you're killing me at this game. What's the matter with me? Shit. Leisure Fryer. Oh, Can he drive? I don't think he has a license. been valid since 1957. <laughs> They just, they just fucking stamped yeah. it. <laughs> oh God damn it! I think you just won with H.J. Preller and fucking yeah. Sorry, miserable Padre fan. Miserable Padre fan and H.J. is so fucking great. Those two boneheads are fucking. Me. Yeah. All right. All right. Here we go. How old are they and how much are they Let's worth? Let's go. We're gonna start off with LL Cool J. LL Cool J is fifty four. Fifty two. Oh shit. Okay. Fifty four. Two Cool J is worth forty four million. One hundred and twenty million. God damn, he's awesome, man. I love that. Good yeah. for him. One hundred and twenty million. Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. Uh fifty one. Exactly right. Dave Grohl worth um 
eighty million. Two hundred eighty million. No shit. Yeah. All that Nirvana money. Yeah, how about that? Dude, he's great too. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman, very creepy in The Outsider now on HBO. I haven't seen it. I have the book. I'm going to try to finish the book before okay. watching it. Jason Bateman is uh, 55? 51. 51? Yep, 51. How much is he worth? Oh, I think this is going to be sneaky. I'm going to say he's worth, uh, fuck, he's been in movies, but he's always a supporting guy. Yep. 20 million. 30. All right. 30 million. He's good, man. I like that dude. Carl Weathers, one of my favorites. Oh, the greatest. Carl Weathers is, uh, let me think. See, okay. Rocky came out in 76. Yep. But remember, he'd already been in the NFL. Like, he, he was probably, oh, man. I'm going to say he was probably 32 when that movie came out. So I got to do the math. 24 and say he's 76. 72. Shit. I'm going to get the shit beat out of me <laughs> by Apollo Creed. How much is he worth? Mm. He's on that Star Wars show, I think, now. Is that right? Yeah. Remember Action say, Jackson? That was horse shit. Yeah. He came down. Rosie and I did a show at San Diego State, and he was on that show. God dang it, man. I wish I had a chance to meet him. Yeah. Um... Hang on, Rosie will listen to this. I think they promoted him, and I'm not sure he got there in time. I think we got fucking uh, Rick Bay instead. <laughs> uh, we had Fred Dreyer on, but all right, I got to stay focused. Carl Weathers is... He's the lowest on this list, just so you know. $14 million. Six. Ah, he's better than that. <laughs> I don't know Come about on. that. How much do you think he got paid in the first Rocky? Uh, 48 grand. Yeah, that's... <laughs> He's so good in those movies, man. He is. Love that guy. He is. All right, and the last one, just because I wanted a big name and there was no one else, Faye Dunaway. Faye Dunaway. Uh, she's the one who fucked up the Oscars. All you got to do is ask Warren Beatty. He'll tell you. <laughs> 79. Exactly right. 79. $51 million. $40 million. Mm. We banger? No, no, I wouldn't. Would uh, I don't even think I'd banger and tell you that I banged her, and you could say when I was like fucking nineteen seventy three. Like, dude, what do you mean seventy three? Would miserable Padre fan banger <laughs> knowing that he might inherit that money? Leisure fryer, leisure would. would. Leisure's like she's too young for me. Yeah, she's number one on my list. He's Talk like, but it. since Estelle Getty passed away, <laughs> I gotta open up the pool a little bit. Uh tomorrow night. 7.30, we will be at Book Catapult in South Park for a book signing with the great Matt Coyle. He's doing really well. I don't even think he needs you anymore. I know. I don't <laughs> think so either. I don't know why I always get fucking booked for these events that are nine months after the book comes out. It's like interviewing Andy Green tomorrow about opening day. <laughs> But we love Book Catapult, and it's really fun, and Lost Tomorrows is up for a ton of awards. Uh, so we're incredibly excited. Matt's a big friend of this show. So if you want to come out and say hello, uh, plus he and I are pretty good buds, so we like fucking around, telling different stories. So we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit tomorrow about Lost Tomorrows. Chance to get the book signed. We'll see you at Book Catapult, and then Dave and I are back here Thursday night. Perfect. All see right. you then. See you then.
When I'm back